0: All right, there's a video coming in a minute, so Chris is just really ready. Um, (laughs) Chris has done amazing today, don't you think? (laughs) It has been a morning of presentations and videos and all sorts of things, and it's just working so smoothly. Okay, how's everybody doing? We okay? Yeah? Still with me? Yeah? Hi, everybody. Okay, um... We are on to Act 5 in our six Acts of Scripture. Um, Last week was Act 4, next week is Act 6. I am a little smug because I think I got the best one. Um, But the other people may disagree. I don't know. Um, Just in case you are completely lost by this idea of the six acts. Basically, we're talking about the whole story, the big picture of the Bible, from the front page to the back page, um, just before you get to the bit with the maps. And um, I thought, instead of talking you through it again, we would watch our way through it. So hopefully, um, this video will help to just get us ...back into the context of where we are.
1: In the beginning, God creates the heavens and the earth in six days... He makes Adam and Eve who spend their days with God until they give in to temptation by eating from a forbidden tree. Sin enters the world, and things get so bad that God floods the earth and starts over with Noah and his family. Years later, God calls Abraham to follow him with the promise to make Abraham the father of a great nation. Abraham obeys, and God gives him a son, Isaac. Isaac's son Jacob has 12 sons. Joseph, Jacob's favorite, becomes second-in-command of Egypt. God uses him to save his entire family in Egypt from starvation. Hundreds of years later, the Israelites are slaves in Egypt. Moses is called to lead the Israelites out of slavery. Joshua takes over after Moses and leads the people into the promised land. After Joshua, God raises up judges, temporary military leaders like Deborah, Gideon, and Samson, who protect and fight for God's people. The people tire of this leadership, and they call for a king. God gives Israel King Saul, King David, and then King Solomon. But it's all downhill from here. The people rebel, the kingdom of Israel is divided, and everyone turns their back on God. Prophets like Elijah, Isaiah, Micah, and Jeremiah warn that if people don't repent of their sins, there will be consequences. But the people ignore their warnings, the divided kingdoms are conquered, and God's people face captivity in foreign lands. People like Daniel show great courage and stand up for God when no one else does. Some of the exiled people return to the promised land. But for 400 years, God is silent. No prophets, no miracles, and no angel visitations. But then, the silence is broken when Jesus is born. He lives a perfect life, teaches truth, and performs miracles, proving He is God. He shows us the full extent of God's love by taking our place and dying on the cross for our sin. He is placed in a grave, but three days later, Jesus rises again, conquering sin and death. His followers travel the world, sharing the good news of his love and starting churches. We now are part of this story, and we have the chance to change the world and share his love, because one day... He will crack open the sky and he will return. It's the greatest story ever told.
0: In the movie of your life, who would play you? Who would you cast to play you? You can pick any actor, actress from the whole of history. Who would you pick? Anybody know? Tell your neighbor, tell somebody. Who would you pick? Ask your neighbor if you don't know, ask your neighbor. They've learned something new about someone in the church today. (laughs) Um, I asked, uh, Tom and I had this discussion yesterday, and I told him who I wanted, and he laughed and said no. Um, (laughs) So, um, oh, I wanted Jennifer Lawrence, um, because I think she's really cool, but he said that I'm more of a René Zellweger, so, you know, I'll take that, that's okay. (laughs) Okay. We get to play a part in this big story. Um, In this big movie, you don't need to hire Russell Crowe or The Rock or, sorry, uh, (laughs) or Renaud Zellweger or anybody else to play your role. Because you get to play the starring role. This is why I think I've got the best act. Because the first thing I wrote down, act five, this is where I come in. <laughs> this, is, this is the moment everyone's been waiting for because here I am. And not just me. Here we are. Okay? The entire story of scripture, of creation, has been waiting for this very moment. Because here we are, and we are the church. Um, Steph talked to us about Jesus last week, and she finished at the bit where Jesus goes up into heaven. Um, And Acts, which is the beginning of the story of the church, Acts 1 opens with that same story, Um, Acts 1, Jesus is chatting with his disciples on the top of a hill, and then poof, he's gone up to heaven. Um, In fact, it's not really a poof. I think it's a bit more exciting than that, because the disciples are stood there for ages going, whoa. Um, And eventually some angels have to turn up to say, guys, you've you've got to go and do something else. You can't just stand here looking up into heaven for the rest of your lives. Um, Acts 2 talks about the story of Pentecost. And the disciples are together praying, Jesus has said, I'm sending a gift for you, I'm sending a helper. And who does he send? Good, I'm really glad that everybody knew that. So, we're going to keep this pretty simple because I don't think it's complicated. Where's Jesus? In heaven. Who's he sent? Where's the Holy Spirit? Yeah, in us. Okay, so here's some maths for you. The Holy Spirit plus me plus you equals the church. Okay? You and me and the Holy Spirit, we're the church. We are the representatives of God's heart on earth. Okay? God's heart is inside the Holy Spirit, is inside me and you. We're all together. Boom. I could go and sit down now. I've got like, maybe two things more to say. Maybe three, okay? and Then, we'll, then, I, then we will. We can all sit down and go home. Um, a long time ago, my mum and dad told me and my sister, we don't go to church. We are the church. I think they probably only told us once, maybe twice, but my sister Lizzie, who occasionally can be slightly pedantic when she wants to be, um, every time we would be rushing around the house on a Sunday morning. Come on, we've got to go to church. Come on, we're going to be late, girls. Come and get in the car. We're going to church. Lizzie would turn around and say, we don't go to church. We are the church. Um, So I'm not telling Annie that. (laughs) (laughs) Because parenting is all about learning from people wiser than you. (laughs) Thanks, Dad. Okay. Being the church, that's us, representing the heart of God on earth. How do we do that? What does it look like? Um, I somehow have managed to neatly put this into three points, and then I realized brilliantly those three points just matched beautifully with the up-in-and-out triangle. I know. Um, I've heard that Uh, The initiation for becoming a leader at City Church is you have to get the up-in-and-out triangle tattooed onto your body. Tom and I have just joined the team, uh, so we'll be booking our tattoo in for next week. Tom doesn't know yet. Um, Step one in being the church, actually Steph covered so well last week that Um, I don't need to say a lot about it, but she talked about how important it is that we abide in the Father. Step one of being the representatives of God's heart is that we know God's heart. And the only way to know God's heart is to abide in it. That's what Jesus did. That's what the apostles were doing. And that's what we are called to do. That is why... When we meet together on Sunday mornings, we spend our time worshipping Jesus. Because when we sing to him, when we talk about him, when we listen to him, he reveals his heart to us. And we receive some more of that. That's why we don't just do it on Sunday morning. That's why our entire lives become about knowing God's heart. Step one. Is abiding, is worshipping, is knowing his heart. That's the up. And then these, the up and the in and the out, they're not separate things. They all flow together. You can't have one without the other. You need all of them. Otherwise, it all falls apart. And then you haven't got a triangle. You've got a kind of, I don't know, a flexagon. Okay. We're family aren't we? Um, I, just watching Mark and Alexa, as they said, goodbye, we love you, I was like, oh, did anybody else have that? I Honestly, I was nearly like, and I was like, oh, okay, come on, focus, you've got to talk to everybody in a minute. Um, we're family. Um, now, when I'm talking about the church, I am, I'm talking about us, I'm talking about City Church, us here, those of us who are in the I Love City Church Facebook group, um, But also, I'm talking about the church, Um, the representatives of God's heart here on this planet, in this country, in this city. We are the church. If you love Jesus, if you have the Holy Spirit inside you, if you've invited him into your heart, you are part of the church. And so I'm talking about all of us, okay? Um, We're family as City Church, but we are also family with all of those people who fit that category of they love Jesus and they're human, okay? That's it. If they fit that category, they are part of our family as the church, okay? They are sons and daughters of God the Father. If they don't love Jesus yet, it just means that they don't love him yet, They're still part of our family, we just need to let them know they're in. They haven't realized yet. Um, Family sometimes fall out. Even my family did, and there's hardly any of us. If you've got a big family, there's way more opportunities to fall out. Um, And sometimes churches disagree about things. Crazy, I know, but sometimes we do. We're called to be united. And the thing that unites us is God's heart. There's no division in God's heart. There's no, those people do it this way, and those people do it this way, and they shouldn't really talk to each other. That's not how it works in God's heart. Yeah, we're all different. And that's a really good thing. But when we're focused on the big things our differences don't matter so much. That's why we can run an event in Worcester where Christians from across the entire county are going to be welcome and are going to be glorifying Jesus because we're focused on something big. We're not focused on our differences. That's also true within our little city church family. Occasionally, we might have differences with other people here. But we don't focus on those. When we're focused on the big things, those little differences, they don't matter anymore. We can forgive them. We can get past them. Sometimes you need to apologize because you upset somebody. I apologize regularly. I'm always upsetting people. I'm really, really sorry. I never do it on purpose. But sometimes I do the mouth before brain thing. And I, then I come and I apologize. If I've upset you and I haven't realised, you have to tell me first and then I'll apologise. But my focus is on something much, much bigger. I'm not going to let a little difference get in the way of our place in that big story. And when we're a family, we learn. We learn from each other, we learn about each other. We've already learned something new, lots of us today. Um, Joe wants to be played by The Rock. And do you know what? That would be an epic movie. I would, I would watch that movie twice. Um, my dad thinks he's Russell Crowe. Okay, again, I mean, I, I'd watch that movie. We're learning. We learn new things from each other every day. There is a wealth of wisdom and knowledge in this room. There is a wealth of life experience in this room. I'm not calling you old. I'm just saying there's lots of people. <laughs> There is a wealth of life experience, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, revelation from God in our big church family, our Worcester church family, our UK church family, our church family across the world. And when we're family, we share together and we share those things. You have something to share. Who are you sharing it with? Who, who do you tell those stories? Sonia came this morning and she shared some of her journey, some of her story. There is so much richness. There is so much wealth in what Sonia has experienced. And she shared that with us. And we can receive it. If you're not regularly sharing with somebody, anybody, find someone to share it with. And then you can receive from them. Win win. Um there's different ways we can do that. You most mostly you'll know those ways. If you're not sure, there's probably stuff on the information table about it, so I'll send you over there. Last one. We've done up. We've done in. I'm gonna do out. Um this is the thing I've had act five kind of written down, Becky Cox Act Five for a few weeks now, a couple of months. And as soon as I knew I had this one. These two things, I ask God, what do you want to say? These two things, this is what he wants to say. So all the rest of it, that's just, you know, to fill up the time so that you thought that I had something planned. This is what, <laughs> I'm joking, sort of. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is what God wants to say. This is some of what God wants to say. Um, I ask God, what's the church? What do you see? What, what do you want us to look like? what does the representation of God's heart on earth look like? And he gave me these two phrases. He said, a city on a hill. And Jesus uses that phrase in some of his teaching. He says, when there's a city on a hill full of light, you can't miss it, basically. I've paraphrased slightly, but that's what he says. And the church is called to be a city on a hill. It's not just one building, It is an entire city. It is people, families, businesses, schools, charities, organizations. It's people working together. And it is a beacon of light. It is actually the best it can be because it is full of God's love. You know, it is the the most creative place you can be it is got it's full of artists creating the the best artwork musicians creating the best music because it's inspired by the ultimate creator it is full of filmmakers making the most inspirational movies it is full of writers writing the most beautiful and inspirational Poetry and stories, because it's inspired by the original creator of everything. Um, it is full of businesses working brilliantly. It is full of families seeing incredible fruit in their lives. It is an example of what the love of God at work in our day-to-day lives look like. It's a city on a hill.) Um, It's the most generous place, the most welcoming place. It's an amazing place. And the other phrase that he gave me was that it's a friend in the gutter. The church is sometimes that one person, the only person there when everyone else has given up. When people are at their lowest ebb and they have got nowhere to turn, the church is the friend sat there with them. It's not just a hand up. Oh, here we go. You know, take my gloved hand and I'll help you up and then we'll send you on your way. We're sat right there in the muck with them. The church is the loudest advocate for the vulnerable. The church has the dirtiest hands and the dirtiest knees out of everybody because we are down on the floors helping people. We are a city on a hill and we are a friend in the gutter. Thanks, Sue. We're the church. You know, we are. God's representatives on earth we are his heart we are stepping up to take our place in that big story first and foremost we are abiding in God's heart because that's where it all comes from we can't do anything without him we are a family together we are learning from one another We are supporting one another. We are loving one another. When one of us hurts, we all hurt. When one of us celebrates, we all celebrate. We're together despite our differences because we're focused on something bigger. And we are a city on a hill. And we are a friend in the gutter. We're just going to take a moment. Um... Because I've said a few things there, and hopefully something has jumped out for you. I don't know what it might be, but we're just going to take a little moment. We're going to ask God, God, what are you saying to me? And what am I going to do? What am I going to do about it? I don't know what it might be, but I think for each of us, there's one little thing, probably something you can do this week. Just take a moment, God, what are you saying to me and what am I going to do? you feel like there's something, God has just dropped something into your heart right now and you know that it's something that that God has put there in your heart, something that he's saying directly to you, something something for you to do, something for you to be, to take part in this big story, Um, I'm going to ask you just to stand up, just when you know what that thing is. Um, I think I think probably lots of us are going to stand up actually, I hope um, so yeah when you when you know what that thing is, just just let 's stand up i 'm going to pray for you because to do this you have got to be really, really full of the Holy Spirit um, and as I stood up to speak, I just got a massive like whoosh of holy Spirit. I really felt it um, and so I feel like probably I should pray for all of you to be filled up too so if you want to be filled up with the holy spirit if you're not standing up yet and you'd still like to be filled up with the holy spirit you can stand up um i like to put my hands out or my hands up just to show god how much i really want it i mean he knows but i like to show him i'm just going to pray for you and then um then shall we sing together to finish off holy spirit we just ask right now that you would come And fill us up afresh. Thank you that we can take part, we can stand up and be a part of your big story. Thank you that you have called each one of us to be a part of your church and your family. And Lord, I ask right now, whatever it is that you've dropped into our hearts, each one of us, that by your Holy Spirit you would give us the power, the strength, the courage the ability to do it. That you would inspire us, challenge us, comfort us, encourage us. And that we would know more and more of your heart as we go out of here today. Amen.